Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Always Love Podcast. Uh, today we've got one of my best mates, uh, Carlos Price, special guest on today. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, advertised it on my Instagram story the other day um, and had some pretty good feedback from you guys. Um, but before we start, I uh, just want to make a quick shout out to uh, one of our mates, Tom Florence, T-Flow, for making a super rugby debut for the Landers. Got a humble Let's 10 go. minutes. That was unreal, eh? Did you watch that? Yeah, dude, yeah. So the old the old flow go on. Let's go. See him just throw his body at um, Peter. <laughs> and he got bumped, eh? Low key. Because I think so afterwards, he goes, bro, I got bumped. I was like, oh, kind of, not really, but fuck, he just throw his yeah, body at Yeah, he go hard. Yeah, he always goes hard. How good's Pete going too, bro? Oh, bro, he's been on another level the last couple of weeks. Pete's been kind of silly, G. That's a he always has been able bro. to. Yeah. Mm. You just needed time in the saddle, eh? It's that's just it though. Eh? It's always that, bro. Time in the saddle, bro. bro right? You get like, someone like Quinny. Yeah, bro. Hundred percent. Like if you have like a few games on the trot and you kind of like build a little bit of momentum, combinations mm. and stuff, bro. And you settle in, I reckon you'd be fine. You'd be set to go. Um, sweet, bro. Um, first of all, I just want to, I guess, commend you on all the mahi that you've been doing lately. It's been, it's been pretty out of it. Your whole your whole journey to day day. Mm. In terms of your life in yeah, general, bro, but more so like your kind of extracurricular um, activities and stuff. Oh, wow. that's a cool name for it. Chinese whispers, OG. Ooh. 138. Um, hybrid. Hybrid Chinese whispers, bro. 138. <laughs> and obviously, you've got a pretty, um, how do you explain that? A pretty good name out there for, for you and your business and your brand in general. But obviously, um, I just like it, bro, because obviously everyone's kind of known you as Carlos Price and then Carlos Price, the footy player. Um, but now you're kind of branching out into something different and people know you other than a footy player. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of mm. building your name in like different aven- aven- avenues and stuff like that. How have you found that, bro? But that's, that's come from a, like good advice from people. And like, obviously, you know, you're always told when you're playing footy, like it doesn't last forever, all that sort of shit. And like, you don't really understand that like properly when you're just coming out of school. And, you know, nah. I started at uni, the two years or three years at uni. And it was like, you know, I barely got through anything, bro. And I hated it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, whatever. Like I got heaps of time. I got heaps of time. And I've always like sort of had this, um, like, I guess the sort of mentality around, all the sort of business and stuff. I've always loved it. I've always enjoyed it. Like it's not a, it's not a thing that I'm doing because I feel like I need to. It's a thing I'm doing because I enjoy doing it, bro. Like in my spare time, I love learning about this shit and I love doing the shit. I love pumping out podcasts. I love jumping on and having yarns with my boys like you on podcasts. And I think that's 100%. where it all stemmed from, bro. Yeah. When do you it's think it's good fun, bro? And, and yeah. When when do you think you kind of first realised? Um, that rug, that footy wasn't the be all and end all. Like obviously, uh, you just commented on how you had quite a business mentality growing up. But when did it kind of click for you to think, "Fuck, I could actually branch out and do something different"? Like, how you, how old were you? You know, the first thing that came to my head just then was probably um, when I started One Three Eight, bro. And when I started it, and I felt like um, I had a real passion in it. It was the first thing that I had a proper passion about that wasn't rugby. And like, True. and like being able to indulge myself in this like all the time and be able to work like full days and not get bored and be learning new stuff and enjoying it. That's where I then learned like, you know, if rugby were to end tomorrow, I wouldn't be gutted, you know, like before yeah. this, 
if rugby was to end, I'd be like, oh no, what do I do? Like 100%. now it's like, you know, I have that, I have that other thing where like, and it's important for everyone, bro, to sort of have, even if you're not playing rugby, if you're doing something else, to have other stuff like that you're interested in to do. Yeah. So probably last year, bro, when I started this. How long have you guys been going for, bro? Almost a year, eh? If not. Yeah. Live, uh, That's gone fast, bro. Close to 11 months, bro. Close to yeah. 11 months. Net, That's gone a fast. A year on the 27th. Holy yeah. shit. Shit, we've already gone on a tangent, bro. We've, we're pretty bad at that. Hey, bro, um, tell us about yourself, bro. How you grew up, um, your family, ETC. Yeah, uh, but grew up in Auckland. Oh, well, born in Auckland. Um, I was raised by, for the first few years, I was raised mostly by my nan and my mum. Our parents were, went together when I was when I was first born. Oh, true. Um, so, yeah, yeah, bro. So, three three years I spent living with my nana. Uh, my mum was obviously there. My mum was just, just turned 19 when she had me. So, yeah. um, she was still a baby, bro, still living at home. Yeah. And I was there for three years of my life. My parents sorted their shit out. <laughs> and yeah. we moved to the mount, moved to the mount. Um, been been in the mount pretty much my whole life, bro. Until like I'd say uh, year nine through to eleven, I went to Tottenham Boys. Then year twelve, I moved up to Auckland for my last two years of school. That was the first time I left the mount since yeah. since I was three years old. Um, from there, two years up in Auckland, um, close to two best years of my life at St Kent's. Um, you would know the similar feeling, bro, at Kings, mm-hmm. um, and then. Shot down to Wellington for two years. Um, wasn't the ideal place for me personally. Nothing to do with footy or opportunity because I've probably, if I look back at it now, the biggest opportunity for me for me in terms of footy was in Wellington. Yeah. But um, no, I, I learned very early, which I'm grateful for actually, is that like I'm going to put my happiness before everything. I had, um, you know, guys like TJ Pernara, like, good people that have really good strong morals that won't push you to a way that you don't like want to be pushed yeah. and would just tell you honestly straight up how things should be so like i you know i had i had a lot of conversations sitting down with him and he sure. told me bro like you got to be where you're happy you're not going to play your best footy when you're not happy you're he's not real eh, bro i've actually never yeah, met him bro fuck i've heard some stories about that man bro Probably, probably one of the best all-round men I've ever met, bro. Like, Far in terms out. of rugby, he plays, he plays as hard as... Obviously, he's close to, if not the best nine in, in the world, Herman Nagy. Yeah. Um, but then off the field, bro, he works hard as at training and he pushes everyone around you. He's a good yeah. leader and he's a good man, bro. Like, it's just, it's just a good man to sit down with and have a conversation with around stuff that doesn't even involve rugby. That's crazy, um, bro. And that's, that comes so, with experience, eh? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's 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 um, and it also comes down to like what kind of person you are. I guess like he, he's just <clears> a really good person. He's always, you know, that comes, that would also be down to upbringing. But um, yep. yeah, bro. No, nah, so two years down there, decided um, I wanted to be closer to home. Uh, did one year with Waikato in Hamilton. Yeah, and that was last year. Uh, and then this year, plan was to go overseas, but um, COVID obviously, you know, canned that. So. Um, at the moment, the plan is still to go overseas next year, um, oh, but yeah. I'm taking it by at the moment. I'm just using this opportunity while I'm home, bro, to just be pumping my pumping my business and trying Imagine. to get it off the ground and sort of build something um, away from away from the footy. Obviously, when I mentioned living in the mount, most of that time was lived in one three eight. It was that was my street address of the house that I basically spent all my years at. 
Yeah. And that's obviously where this stemmed from by the name. Um, yeah, bro. A little bit about me. Oh, shit. You've been everywhere, bro. No, bro. Hey. Angel slut. <laughs> yeah. Bro, so tell us how it was like growing up in the mount, because obviously the mount's like popping off now. It's almost going to be like the new Auckland slash summer Queenstown. You know, it's buzzy, bro. No one knew what the mount was like when I was first there. And like, yeah. So we were so two so I was three years old, it'll be in two thousand and two thousand or two thousand and one, one of those two. And uh no, yeah, it's probably probably about two thousand and one. And that whole time, right through until maybe I'd say five or six years ago, bro, there, there was no one there, bro. It was the most quietest little place you'd ever seen. No one knew where it was. I'd always go up and see my family in Auckland. Um and you know, my, my mum's side, they're quite religious. You go to church with my nana and stuff. And people yeah, would yeah. talk to, oh, where are you from? And say, oh, Mount Wanganui. Oh, where's that? Sure. Oh, Tauranga? Oh, I think I've heard of Tauranga. Maybe. <laughs> like, and I just I've never heard of it, bro. Yeah. And yeah, it was mean. Because like, you, you say small town kid, because I say I'm, I'd be a small town kid because it was a small town, bro. And yeah. not until like very recently has it, has it just popped off and like everything's just exploded. Like, yeah. like you would go, so Sunday, Sunday mornings and that, like you'd be going for a drive down to the, to the beach, bro. And you might drive past one car the whole time you're driving, bro. And well, now true. on a Sunday morning, you drive down to the beach, bro. You ain't finding a park. Like, nah, it's just traffic Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like, obviously blessed that I got to grow up in a place like the mountains, a beautiful place and like having the beach right there. And like, yeah, just the rugby fields across the road from my house. Like I've just always, I always can like count my blessings, but like I'm definitely in a, I was in a far better position than a lot of kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, ah, that's that. cool, bro. That's cool. So like, how did you, um, how did you meet Beb, bro? Cause obviously you and Beba um, um, are, are pretty close. Yeah, well, uh, we well, pretty we much met, best mates, eh? Pretty much family, bro. Like, we met Yeah, when I was probably six, I guess, six, maybe yeah, five, six, seven, one of those. Um, and we played in the same Mount, Mount Rugby Club. We played together in the same club team together from yeah. under six or fives or whatever it is, right through to um, till he left the two tour. And obviously, you met him at two tour. Yeah. And like, we just lived around the corner from each other and obviously Nan as well like we just grew up and Devonte, he was always there he basically lived at their house and we basically all lived at their house hey, on the weekends half of new zealand lives at their house in summer i know gee Holy i know shit. how yeah. rude bro i've never even been there fuck it looks like an unreal setup uh, have you not been there no nah, oh, i've been to their house before but i've not oh, been to right. one of the gigs the like summer, the summer gigs. gigs yeah yeah nah it's me nah yeah it's it's um Obviously, his dad was our coach growing up. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, he's he's a very, like, obviously, if you don't know him, Ruben Parkinson, he's yeah. a very talented footy player. Um, played the Highlanders in, uh, who asked the Hurricanes, played for Japan at the Japan. World Cup. Was he Māori All Black? Yeah. Not sure. Like, he would have been, he could have been All Black, but yeah, yeah, 100%. Bro, he was he was, um, one of the best coaches I've ever had, Rubes. Yeah, nah, he's so good, bro. Good bars what was that been? Yeah. Oh, yeah. gee, and we we were taught like with him and um Steve Milne was another very successful rugby player, played for Japan as well. Kobe's dad, Kobe Milne's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and him and Rube, bro, they taught us like two four two, 
from when we were like under tens or under nines, but like we were playing not even full field G and like, like parents on the other teams would turn up and be like, what the hell are these kids <laughs> doing? Like we would like, you know, like we'd have positions, bro. Like we'd like, Two man rucks, like we were pre practiced that sort of shit, G, from yeah, so dope. young. Bro. 100%. Bro, tell us about, um, um, tell us about your, your, your footy journey, bro. So, kind of start DBC. Obviously, you and I did a, um, a New Zealand schoolboy footy potty a couple of weeks ago. Um, if you guys mm. want to have a look at that, you guys haven't listened to it, jump on, um, losses podcast page on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Messenger, Instagram, fucking everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> and go and, oh. that, go and give that a listen. It's My great. fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um, if you can't have, give that a listen, it's a pretty good listen. So um, head over to this page and, and have a look. So, bro, tell us about like your, 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 your struggles on footy, bro, in general. Um, I guess playing footy at like a high sort of level in New Zealand, the one thing that comes with it, like from right from first 15 at big schools right through, um, comes like a lot of sacrifice and commitment and like you're taught, you're taught, you know, to basically be a professional, we talked about this on my podcast, but to basically be a professional rugby player from, you know, 15 years old, like you're treated like that. And so, that's probably, that was probably one of the hardest things was like, you know, coming out of school, going down to Wellington, you know, you sort of have a, I sort of had a magnifying glass put on me and it was like, um, at the same time, you know, like I've, I've been put in a very good opportunity and I'm expected to succeed and I'm getting paid to do this. Then at the same time, you know, fuck, I'm 18 years old, bro. I've just been moved to the capital. I don't know anyone. I never knew, I didn't know a single person going down there. Um, really? didn't have a single person uh, like family member down there the only person I, or two people I knew bro or, or like sort of knew was Billy and yeah, um, Sefo and that say. was just from schools yeah, yeah. And, and that was that was the only two people and they were, I had only met them a few months before that when we did schools yeah. together and I'd only known them for about two yeah like two two months so um, that was hard um, in terms of footy my struggles with footy, it hasn't been, it's more so been off the field um, in yeah. terms of on the field. Yeah. Uh, I remember with, when, my, um, with myself. I don't know if it was during schools or whatnot, but I remember you and I having a chat about like MITRE and after school, what our plans are and stuff. Mm. And because when did you sign with Wally? Was it year 12 or year 13? You were real early, eh? You Start were like, year 13. Of, yeah, like out of our year group, you were pretty much the first person to sign a professional rugby contract day eh? pretty much out of the whole country i can't remember bro I, um, it was three years with valley and was it two years with the canes uh i did so it was like a retainer with the canes so like oh, yeah. um they basically i'm not it wasn't a like a contract as a part of their squad but it was uh basically saying i couldn't go anywhere else without their permission and they pay me to do that and they pay me to like whatever they paid me covered me coming in as an injury replacement for a certain amount of days a year. And then if I did more than that, they would pay me obviously the injury replacement thing. So right. yeah, I did that. And then I got that ITC, which you got as well in the second year. Um, yeah. No, nah, was it two, two years, two years, not two three. Years. Oh, I remember 
because there was a media release on today. And at the time, I had no idea what I was mm. doing. I didn't even know if I was going to make school camp. I seen you. <laughs> like, I hadn't talked to you for a while. And I seen I was like, did you fucking eat us? Fuck! I need to get one of those ASAP. Uh, you think about it. You think about it at the time. You think it's like me, name, and then oh, bro, think about it now. And I was like, damn, you know, like it was cool, but it wasn't actually that important, bro. Like it's not like to get to crack it and so early is not like you know that doesn't guarantee your success. If that nah, that's it, bro. That's it. And you see heaps of people they kind of get them to form real late in their career, like 25, 26. And that's kind of mm. when they start to pop off. Eh? And like they're playing second 15 at school or Colts. You know, they're not schoolboy stars. 100. Bro, it's funny you yeah, say You see that. a lot of people will peak like that, bro. And a lot of people will come out of, like, even like, I found myself in the similar situation where you come out of school, you're in that system where you go to a news and you play all that and you come out with a minor 10 contract. You play your two, three years out of minor 10 and then you get to that 21 22 sort of age 20 21 22 and it's like you get thrown into that big pool of fish if you didn't crack that super contract you know so it's yeah. like you've just become not no one but you've become back into the, you're back off that escalator you know yeah. there's that escalator and you just jumped off it and you've got to try and find your way to get back on it i'm not saying it's hard like you could you know i've, I've noticed now that it, all it could take is you know like two unreal super games and you're getting talked about for higher honors straight away like you look yeah. at like hosks bro oh like bro. he just strung together a season in that super rugby altero and you know, now they're looking at him for abs and things like that like, he's killing it eh oh, gee. he's the man I love he's him. been unreal ever since i've ever remembered eh? like that man can kick yeah. past both feet both hands like so puzzy eh? so just opa eh? and just like so yeah. blase about it like Oh, yeah, mm. you know, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, bro. like, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, scored two tries. <laughs> like, just fucking real chill. Like, like, it, like, it doesn't even matter to him. Like, obviously, it does, but like, he's just so The boys will be watching it. the game, eh? The boys will be watching the game, like, on the computers and that, and he'll just be sitting there, like, playing Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, does bro. not care, gee. <laughs> yeah. So, how are you that good? And, like, not put so much effort like we do, because we're so yeah. shit. <laughs> Right, tell us more about um, TJ Perinara and stuff and how he, because obviously um, when you were there, were you there when Triple T was down there? Yeah, uh, my first year down there, he was there, yeah. Oh, yeah, because um, I remember my first year with Anaki, uh, obviously mm. Triple T was there as well. And he was the one that kind of introduced me to like this whole new mindset thing. And I was talking to him about it and he, he said that he got it from, um, from Tej. Yeah. And it just kind of, his whole persona was different, bro. Like his confidence was at a new level, his self-belief, um, mm. just everything, bro. Like, obviously you would have, like you said before, you mentioned it earlier, you got around um, teach quite a bit, bro. Tell us more about that. Like, I reckon, um, like the first thing, obviously, like blessed to be in a position where you can sort of act, like hang around, heroes like you know the year before that he was like my favorite player yeah. probably still was yeah but the year the very year before that he was my favorite player and i was sitting at school and it was six months later like you know, i get called in to cover an injury during that first year out of school and um but he welcomes you in bro and like 
yeah, I just can't like, it's not like a, it's not, he's not just a good like teacher of like footy. He's just a good person. Like, mm. and, and he, you can tell that you can learn a lot about being a good man just by being around him. Um, like I, I came out and um, out of the time, oh, out of the thing onto the training field, I still remember. It, and he was like, Oh, but you did a bit of goal kicking, eh? Like, and I was like, Oh yeah. yeah. He's like, um, didn't you kick for Kent's and that? And I was like, yeah. I was like, bro, how is he knows who I am. I was like, yeah. oh, is he now? That's- He's so down to earth in that sense as well. Like to, to, you know, like you get a lot of people who are like famous or like, you know, at a high level and, and they know they would know who you are, but they're not, you know, that just sort of ego kicks in and he's yeah. got no ego, bro. It doesn't come down to that. I rate that so high. That's bro. I rate that. Um, stuff like that. You kind of remember forever. A hundred percent. And like, yeah, you do. Especially if you're like real high up, like what teaches and just that little mm. thing right there, bro. Like taking notice of, who's in your team, what they've done and how you can yeah. kind of inspire. That is unreal. Like, I'll tell you a story about when I was in year, um, year, I think it was in year 12. I went down to the chiefs um, mm. for like a training day. And at the time, this was like a year after they'd gone back to back. So it was like 2015 and mm. um, Aaron Cruden was there at the time. And I pretty much just stuck around him like a, um, like a bad smell, bro. And um, I, I, Got to know him a little bit, um, learned heaps off him, bro. And then a couple of years later, I returned, bro. He knew my name. He knew my parents. Um, he was asking me how like school was going. Like he knew I was at King's, but bro, like yeah. one to remember my name. My name's up the fucks. How do you even remember that name? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> but look, bro, like to be Aaron Crean, like he could just be like, oh, it's just another fucking kid on a little fucking training camp. He's from, yeah. You no, know, like it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. To like remember, bro, my name, how, what I looked like what school I went to, I was like, that is unreal. Unreal. Yeah. yeah. Little things, eh? Yeah, bro. And like, I remember my, it would have been a few years ago now. I was, I was still young, bro. I was like 18, got caught into the Chiefs for a day. Um, and we were doing just like a warm up drill. Like it was like a draw and pass type thing, real close proximity. And like the bag, the guys on the bags who were trying to like interrupt your pass and shit were going real hard. And I was in the yeah. middle, bro. And I can't remember who was to my left and to my right. And like, I was at the back of the line and then um, I wasn't confident, bro. So I like, I was standing mm. in the middle and then like, I just subtly like tried to move to my right, like to try and be on the outside. So I didn't have to like, thing, bro. Like that's how fucking yeah. nervous I was. And like, Tawara Kubalo, bro, TKB, he was standing right behind me. And um, he didn't even have to say anything, bro. He was just looking forward. He grabbed my jersey and like dragged me back to the middle. And then just like held me there. And I was like, you fuck, stay there, bro. Like that, that shit there, bro, is uh. like, like it just builds your confidence, just little stuff like that. And it starts from your leaders, bro. And they don't get their bomb mistake. Eh? Like those, those fellas are like, you know, you wonder why Tawada Kubala is so successful. Gee, I've heard so many stories about that fella and his competitiveness right. and how much of a, um, you know, how hard he wants to work against people and things like that. It's just... bro, and the scary thing is, is how good he actually is. And I, mm. like, you see it in a different light. How how hard these guys work Monday yeah. to Friday before a Saturday night game when you're with mm. them every week and you're like fuck yeah. he's doing that oh he's doing that as well he's first person there last person out like he's just him and Cruds were like this bro just fucking always talking about different shit like they lived them yeah, breathe 19. today yeah 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 another little story about that bro oh, around TJ is like even this year bro 
I haven't been in Wellington for a year and a half. This year, start a club season. Um, obviously, playing for the Mount again. And uh, something we hadn't covered going into the season, I only started training with them two weeks before the season started. And they had no scrum D set up. And I was like, fuck, this, this is like not good. Like, we need to come up. And I, he said, well, you come up with stuff and you teach the boys like our scrum D. I was like, you know what? Who I know is the best person at scrum defense, bro. TJ. He yeah. he lives and breathes that shit. Yeah. And I just called him, bro. I just called him one night, and I was like, um, he answered, bro. And he's just like, we just caught up for a bit, and then he's like, I was like, bro, I um, I'm playing club back in the mount. Uh, we got no scrum D, and I remember learning off you down and um, down the wellies, bro. And, you, and and I don't think there's a better person at learning this stuff than you, uh, than learning from you. Um, can you run me through something, bro? He's like, bro, let me just grab my book. That's us. Like, I'll run you through it and oh, grab his book, bro. This is a uh, how long maybe a uh, uh, two months ago, like three months ago. Holy shit! Bear like, in mind, maybe a Sunday night or something. Super rugby con. His wife's pregnant. Like, fuck, he's got yep. so much other shit to go. Like, I think he just played on the Saturday night, and this was like the Sunday night. I called him, and. Like, I was like, oh, I should, like, only if you've got time in there. And he's like, no, nah, bro, sweet, that's us. Like, I, I'm just grabbing my book. And then we ran through, like, every scenario, every um, area of the field. And I just wrote it all down, G, and I just had it down packed. And I went into training, and I just talked to boys. And, like, for, you know, for someone like him to, like, still and receive nothing from it. Yeah. He wouldn't have told anyone that he answered the phone for me and um, mm. spent his Sunday night telling me Scrum D. Yeah. He wouldn't, no one would know that people might know it now, but yeah. no one knew it before. And it was like, you're not, you know, when someone's a good person, when they're doing stuff like that, not for clout, you know, like he wasn't yeah. doing it to get a little media report. He was doing it That's genuinely because he wanted to help me. The best thing I know, like I have learned about that guy is he will teach you as much as everything he knows, you know, you know, those guys that are like very good, but they'll keep it to themselves because they, don't want you to compete with them. Yeah, he wants yeah. his his goal, and he will always say, it, "Is I want everyone in this team, every halfback in this team, to be as good and as knowledgeable as me." So then it makes each other like so we go at it head to head, and we make each other better. I want you to be competing with me every week. I go in as an eighteen year old. He's like, "I want you to be competing with me at this training." Like, and he'll oh, sit like me it. down, and we'll talk. Uh, it's on. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, yep." Out of here, we on. Nah, no, G. So it was like it's like. No, he, he's not a, a fucking blowing smoke up his ass, but he's a good man, bro. And, yeah, 100%. Um, You'd like to get him on your body one day, bro. 100. Yeah, he said he'll jump on at some point. So that doesn't even mean that'd be a good chip. Bro, um, we'll it back a bit to school. Can you remember when we played in that? It was like summer, maybe term four, and we were playing touch. Can you remember that? Summer term. And you weren't meant to play. Term one, G, yeah. <laughs> and you played. Term one, and you that got was injured? my first term at. That's my first term at St. Kent's. So oh yeah, first... bro. Tell us about that story. Oh, gee. Yeah. So, um, obviously, I'd just gone to St. Kent's in year twelve. I'd just moved up to Auckland boarding, and um, we start. You know, rugby for them starts the year before in December, 
And so like mm-hmm. they were already, and then they start like they have this training camp before you go into school. So a week before you go into school, you're actually in the boarding house with the team. Yes, Run straight yeah. through all that, through that first term one, um, you're training for first of team, like through the summer sports. And if you're playing summer sports at the same time, you play your summer sports. And so um, I remember there was a, the Auckland champs for touch was on the same weekend as our first preseason game against St. Peter's for, um, for first 15, it was the same, the same weekend. And um, we were like, oh no, we, we just told touch, like, oh, we've, we've got our first preseason game. We can't play. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay, all well, good. But he must've gone to the, the head of sports at St. Kenton, um, told him what had happened. And then the head of sport came down, grabbed Ty and like came over and grabbed, there was like three of us, like me, Rivers and like Logan or something. Um, for Naughty. And um, he told us, oh, you guys are going to be playing the Auckland champs this weekend because it's summer and you put your summer for your summer sport is your priority. And Ty was standing there like, cause he hates when the boys play touch because of like, Bro, that's the same shit like this. They hate it. Yeah. And he was like, yep. Yeah, you guys, are you boys listening? Like, like almost <laughs> like he didn't want us to play, but he, like he was going to make us like Ty was going to make us too. Like, are you listening? So you're not playing this weekend. You're going to touch and that. And we were like, Oh, fuck. But yeah. like, okay. All good. And so, but for Friday, Friday before um, Thursday or Friday before the before Auckland Champs, we were playing manhunt bro up in the boarding house, which is like <laughs> running around the school. G, bro, jump off the balcony. How many gangster like little fucking shepherd games did you I get up know, to? I know, holy shit, bro! No, <laughs> bro, boarding house was so dope, man. Bro, I remember, up. I remember at school. Do you guys used to be flipping and stuff, bro? Do you guys used to um, flip, the, flip each other? Gee, pause that because that cat just fell out of the roof. Pause it. <laughs> Sorry, team, we're having a few technical difficulties. Carlos's cat decided to um, fall from the roof. Holy shit. <laughs> I, heard, I heard something go, bang. Bro, wait till you see my face, G, in that record. I was like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? And it just stayed still. I thought it was dead or something. Oh, sorry. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Bro, stupid games in the boarding house. Did you, you, did yeah. you guys used to um, flip and stuff? What do you mean flip? Like at night, get just a curl. Oh, oh, I flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, always, always. Bro, I remember. I used to be pretty, like, not every night, but maybe like once a once a week, maybe once a fortnight or something. And we got to the point where like our um, housemaster put security cameras in our house to like try and monitor like was going down hallways and shit. Yeah, yeah. Bro, buzzer story about that is we had we had this pillow fight in the middle of the night. I can't remember. I don't know. If you fight. This, See, it was so fun back then, eh? But it bro, sounds so stupid. Put, we had a pillow fight in the middle of the night, and like five of our boys um, got suspended that weekend. Five of our first team boys got suspended from boarding house and suspended from the game that weekend. True. Um, like putty putty, beer. <laughs> um, bro, there, and there's a lot of boys involved. G. I'll just tell the story quickly because it was. Fucking crack up. Do you remember Sully took an ear? Yeah, bro. Fijian? Yeah, yeah, bro. So him as well. So they were they were um they were called F Dorm bro. So Beb, 
um, Mani Tupo, mm. Putty Putty, Salito Kinea, they were all in the back corner dorm called F dorm. And uh, I think it was F dorm. Yeah. And, and then um, one night we, I was sitting there with Brosnan in my room. We were at the back of um, our boarding house um, room and you come in right at the back and there's like things so you can't see the front door and our closet, sorry. And um, someone ran in Jonah, Matasiwa. Do you know Jonah? He He's ran in. Oh, he was like a. Was I think he was like year nine. Yeah. Uh, I think he's got. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Curly hair. Curly hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From Naki. He's from the. Oh Naki. yeah, bro. Another one. Used to kick. Yeah. Any. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he he came in and he was like year nine or ten boy at this stage. He ran. And he's like, bro, if Dom's um starting a pillow fight and shit, <laughs> and we're like, oh fuck, they're flip. They're going around flipping people in that. And we're in Brussels. Oh, bro, the memories. Oh, gee. gee, and then he ran out. And then me and bros were like, fuck, what are we going to do, G? And I was like, bro, like, he was like, we were both like, bro, I can just, um, if they come in, we just pretend we're asleep and we just take the flipping G and we just act like we were asleep. Yeah, just take it. And then, <laughs> yeah, fuck it, this, we'll do that, we'll do that. And so they came in the door, G. The light from the back of them was putting their shadow down on the ground between our beds. And they had the, their um, T-shirts wrapped around their faces. Yeah, right. And bro, I hope the boarding house teachers don't hear like hear this body, but they they come in, G, and you could see something in their hand. It would just be a pillow. They see something in their hand, and we just boom, boom, and lay there. And I was like, sit up, like I'm ready for this. Like, I'm just gonna take it. I'm just gonna take it. And I just walk in, and I feel, hear them walk up to our beds, and my eyes closed, G, and I'm like, oh god, I'm about to get flipped, G. And then I just hear this. Do you just want to join us? And then me and me, me and bros just like look up we look at each other and we're like yo that's us <laughs> and we just get up out of bed G, put our t-shirts on our faces that's us grab our pillows and we're like yeah we're on to this anyway we go and we flip a couple of the younger groups bro um big, big pillow fight starts um a few things like a few bad like things actually happen like yeah maddie g one of the boys he ran through the um middle and he was getting grabbed and then hurt and then like one of the boys reached out like um oh no that wasn't him but yeah he was just getting smacked another boy got um hit into the like the L- uh, the stainless steel sink bro and like hurt his head and like it got pretty full on bro yeah and then one of these boys so it got to the end and one of these boys was running through the middle and like i reached out bro and i grabbed the back of his undies and they just ripped off g and he was just running naked and he had his hand over his dick, bro. And he was running for the <laughs> running for his room, G. Running for his room. And as he goes into his room, like to open the door, it's a big wooden door and a glass like panel in the like just so you can look through. And right by where you're probably head is. And yeah. as he went to go um go through, G, he like ducked. And Sully, bro, from behind the Fijian fella, from behind he had a boot in his in his um Thing. Like a rugby Pretty dangerous, but yeah, rugby boot too. But in what wet washing in that too. <laughs> it was heavy, bro. And he swim, but hey, like went to throw it. Uh, went to like hit um the guy's, the guy's name was Asher and went straight through the window and was and then we all just went looked at each other and shot off, bro. Everyone just shot to their rooms. And I went to the F dorm, stupid, because it was the closest thing. I just ran to F dorm and the um the guy came out, what's his name? The head of house came out. This was probably like, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning. 
and I ran to the back of the room and I was like, fuck, what do I do? What do I do? And then I jumped behind Bev's bed. There's a little gap behind Bev's bed right at the back. And I jumped behind it, G, and I chucked the blanket over me and I just hid there. And I was like, if he sees me, I'm fucked. Like. And then he, he comes in, turns the light on. All right, who fucking did it? Like, he was like going hard, bro. Who did it? Who, start, who smashed the window? Who started it? Like, I know it was one of you. And he was like yelling. And I was like sitting there, bro. My heart was racing, dude. Yeah. I was like, fuck, like fuck this. And then, um, <laughs> bro, the funniest thing, G. Money Tupo, he was our prop, so he's a big boy. Like, he's yeah. a big boy, yeah, right? Yeah, he, he had his head under his, um, or he had his blanket over his thing, over his head. And the um, boarding master walks through the middle, walks through the middle, and then comes up to um, him. And he, like, he kind of like, pulls his blanket off like he had just woken up, sweating, <laughs> sweating, puffing like hell, like puffing, proper puffing, Jane. He's like, what happened, sir? <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And, and the, the bro ended up like, leave, uh, like leaving and Sully didn't own up. And we're like, Sally, just own up, man. Like, just tell him you did it. Just tell him you did it. And he's like, no, 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 bro. Just turn the light off. <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> pretend you're asleep. And we're like, we can't pretend we're asleep, bro. He knows. Like, he knows you're awake. <laughs> and then eventually he he got um, told um, that someone in the thing started it. And the next day, bro, at morning tea, we got pulled out and we all got sent through to um, look at a... Oh, we got asked if we knew anything. No one said they knew anything. And then they had the security and they took a few of us through. I don't know if they took everyone. And there's a security frame of a camera that was in the corner where he broke the window. I swear to God, the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Asher, head down, hand and cock, naked, trying to get through his door. Sully, big smile on his face. <laughs> pillow half halfway through the window smashed it's like that <laughs> all the boys in the background like oh i was like like what the fuck like i just seen it happen and there's all these boys in the background like hitting each other fighting bro <laughs> next minute you know like five of our 15 boys got stood down from from that game stood down from boarding house they all had to go home for that week too oh bro you Time it felt so serious, bro. But I look back at it now, it's so, oh, it's so funny, bro. It's the good time. The housemasters and stuff listen to this. They'll just crack up themselves because they know yeah, what it's like, yeah. bro. They've been born before. They know what it's like. They've been in the job for ages. Yeah, bro. Nah, I remember, nah. like, we used to have um, messenger groups, like Facebook messenger groups, called. But the group name was Flipping. <laughs> yeah, it was flipping oh. up. Like, we just like, bro, would g up like a time, a place to meet up, like dress code, everything, and like you just go and flip people, bro, and like you just. Did you just get put in the papers around that? Oh no, some boarding house got put in the papers around there. Um, flipping people in the boarding house. Oh really? Got put in the actual like, like an article got put up about it. Oh anyway, Karen. shit. No, I don't. I don't know if that was. Oh, I hope not. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, bro, like, I just remember going to, I think it was, it might have been me and AJ actually. It was me and someone, and we went to, um, we went to go, we, we snuck into this guy's room. Um, yeah. Well, not really. Like, we, we fucking smashed through the door, and like, we, <laughs> like we, 
Because, like, bro, at Kings, like, you've got, like, your bed base and it's, like, it's yeah. wooden, but, like, you're up against yeah. like, a wooden wall and it's, like, pretty thin. Oh, bro, same. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can hear people oh, no way. through the roof. Bro. Nah, nah, nah. You didn't go through the wall. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> But, like, um, I'm pretty adamant it was me and J.A. And so we smashed through this wall and we both just grabbed the bottom of this mattress. And I, was yeah. like, and I remember like counting down and just doing this big, you know, when you just like, you can't hold in your laugh and you just. Yeah. Bro, I did the biggest one like that. Just fucking started cracking up. And this guy woke up and we just went, oof. And all you hear is this fucking huge smash <laughs> up against the fucking oh. bang. And we just fucking <laughs> run out laughing, bro. Fuck! It's the good days, bro. bro oh, oh I miss so that shit, bro. Yeah, like it used to be pretty bad at games. They like it used to be initiation, like your first, like if you're year nine, it's almost like yeah. and mandatory that your year thirteens mm. flip you on a regular basis. Basically, yeah. yeah. I was lucky. I went in and, and near the end where. I, that didn't have to be done to me because yeah. I was already old. So. Oh, bro, I would do it all again, boarding school. Fucking so much fun. 100%. Yeah. So many cool stories, bro. Um, bro, tell us about your your 138 and how it came about, um, your motive, what you love about it. Dive into it, brother. Um, I oh, guess... first, first, for those people who don't, who don't know, um, Lost Runs a owner, founder, manager, director, chairman of um, CEO, CEO, CEO. <laughs> CEO of uh, he runs his own clothing business uh, called One Three Eight. Um, but if you haven't heard of it, you will soon. So, bro, take us through it. Oh, um, yeah, bro. So I started a clothing brand. I actually started one when I first left school. Um, so I've always been into it, and I basically, it was more like a hobby, the first one, because I didn't, well, I never registered it as a business. Um, and you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just a kid selling some clothes and that, that was basically it. Um, I stopped that and I knew when I started, I always said I was going to start again, but when I started again, I was going to have a bit more knowledge behind me um, and a little bit more of an idea of what I'm going to do and a little bit more purpose. And so from that stemmed a uh, name, which was 138. 138 is... Um, now, if you know me, I'm very, I'm a very family oriented person. My family and my upbringing means a lot to me. So um, I thought it fat for me. So I picked one, three, eight. Um, and yeah, bro. And I went, I went with the, um, I guess the motto you could say is um, inspired by purpose. So um, right from the name, it has purpose and it has meaning to me. I wanted to make sure that everything I did to do with this clothing business had some sort of purpose or meaning behind it, you know? So, yeah. um, so that started with the first tea I made, which was the saved elephants tea. And like I don't, I donated 10% of profits from that, um, from each tea sold to a saved elephants organization online. Yeah. Like that to me was because, you know, I was, I was scrolling Facebook and I always see animal cruelty, that sort of shit. And like, you know, the whales and there, and it pissed me off. I hate yeah, animal right, cruelty, bro. bro. Yeah, and, and then I um, saw that uh, Donald Trump legalized the not the detusking of elephants, I don't think, but the um, he legalized being able to bring 
elephant tusks into america like be able to trade them and stuff like that so yeah so so i i hated that that pissed me off so um made up that saved the elephants tea around him and that's where it started um one of the tea then one of the next teas i made was um a puck quote on the back hmm. so i find a photo be the best but um basically it says on the back you know it's funny when it rains it pours you got money for war they got money for wars but can't feed the poor hmm. if you can see that yeah yeah and um so that that stemmed from you know i've always thought there's so much money in the world yet there's so many people that are hungry there's so many people that uh you know like everything could be easily solved it's yeah. very easily but due to selfishness and greed it's not so easy so that that was that stemmed from puck and puck just you know he just spits truth so yeah um it, it fit perfectly and i called that the puck tea um and then i so I sort of I've like, been learning off um, good people, guys like Isaac John, the Ice Project. Um, he runs YKTR. Um, Gary V, the Gary V Experience. Um, those are the guys I got into listening to podcasts, um, and that's how I ended up starting a podcast. And basically, the, a lot of things that I learned um, revolved around um, providing as much content as possible, so pumping out as much content as possible yeah. to everyone, so they can see you popping up all the time. Um, but not only doing that, like, cause if you can imagine someone posting 20 posts a day, but it's the same thing every day, you're going to get very annoyed very quickly. So you have to be valuable to that person. You have to provide value to them in some sort of way. And so that's the big thing I learned. It was providing value to someone. How can I do that? You either entertain them or you educate them or you're documenting a journey. So, um, cause people get stuck to stories, you know, like people attach themselves to stories. You think about right back to the ice ages, bro. Like they were telling stories. Their stories come right through. You think about our, our Maori stories, you know, like in New oh, Zealand, yeah. <laughs> the old bro with the sun, like <laughs> old mate fishing up in New Zealand. Like <laughs> yeah. we know that we know that stuff ain't true, but like <laughs> we, we attach ourselves to it because, yeah, right. and it's come through generations and generations and generations because people like uh, humans, we love stories and we love storytelling. And so if someone's going to feel more part of your story, they're going to be more inclined to purchase your stuff because they feel a sort of an emotional connection with you. We talked about this on, on my podcast. You're like, you know what I love about wearing your shit is because it's yours, bro. And I want to create that feeling and people that I don't know personally, you know, I want them to yeah. be like, I want to wear it because it's, I know the story. I know the person behind it. Um, I want to, and I, and I always tell people, you know, jump on our journey, become a part of our journey because they are, bro. You, you're supporting me from the start. Yeah. you are part of this journey. Like this is like your clothing brand too, you know, like that's what I want it to be. And so, yeah, bro, I, I try and document our journey. I try and um, provide as much education as possible, bro. I always say I'm not a $5,000 business course, but I'm not fucking knowledgeable to the bone. Like I don't know shit. I'm not a businessman like at heart. I don't have no degrees or anything like that. But what I have, bro, is, is to be able to be relatable to you. And so if like, <clears throat> You know, I, I can be someone that's in a similar position to you, but you can learn off my mistakes kind of thing. So that's where the, the education part comes. The entertainment is just like people love seeing, um, and it sort of links with documenting the journey. People love seeing like how you, how you run your clothing business. People wonder, I wonder how it runs. I wonder where it comes yeah. from. People love to see that, you know, like how you package the order that they received and like, Oh, whoa, they're watching the video. Like, Oh, that's, I, that's how I received my order. That's what it looks yeah, like. Yeah. like. And they know how it happened. And people love that. So that's what I try to, I try to bring the entertainment part into it. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, see, bro, I could just sit here. Like I didn't, I almost didn't take a breath that whole time. No. I could just go on and on about this stuff because I'm so passionate about it, bro. That could have a flaw to it. Like I try and, um, I try and stay unemotional as possible. You know, you're building something yourself and it means so much to you, especially if it has a, a family tie to you, like my name does. Yeah. It's, it's, if people talk bad about it, it's almost impossible to not feel hurt about it. So yeah, it's, it's where I, that's the part I'm learning now, which I'm getting a lot better at is that um, if someone gives me praise, um, I have that feeling of enjoyment very quickly, bring myself back to level. If someone, um, you know, throws hate at me, I, I have that 90 seconds of anger because it's a chemical scientific thing. It's 90 seconds. And then yeah. after that, I'm back to, I'm back to square one. I'm back to normal. We are back to level. So, um yeah bro that's love unreal. it that's unreal love so, shit. um where can we find you bro where can we get your shit 138 um on basically everything bro i just changed my um my spotify um name because i think it was confusing a few people with the numbers and the letters so oh, it's yeah. everything is 138 written out in words 138.co.nz underscore 138 on instagram 138 yep. on Facebook, 138 on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, everything's the same, bro. 100%. That's unreal. Um, so, obviously, you and you and Ailey, your partner, are expecting your first kid together. Mm. Congrats, brother. Unreal. Thanks, guys. How do you, how do you feel about it, bro? Different, bro. Um, I think I, I think I could say I feel a lot different about it now than I did f- five months ago when I found out. Yeah. Um, I reckon at the start it was like I was scared. I've talked to a lot of people about this. Where it started with me, it was scared. Um, I can't be a father. There's no way. I'm too young. I've got so much to do before I become a dad. I yeah. don't have my shit together. Like. And so that's how it started. And then I think I reckon in about a week, it changed from that to maybe not even a week, changed from that to if something happened to Ayla, like if something happened inside and she lost the baby or something, um, which touch wood, God willing, it doesn't happen now, yeah. um, could still happen. I would be heartbroken, bro. So um, it's, and like I'm, you know, like I can feel like the baby kicks now, bro. True. Um, what what's that feeling like, like you can bro? see the kicks you can feel the kicks it's just like making it real real you know like it's like oh this is real real now like yeah and like we got our you know on my office is out here in the garage now because we had to set my office up now as a nursery and so <laughs> um i'm excited bro and it's gonna and it's my little boy g I've, I've had three little sisters um every every time i had one of my sisters um, I was wishing for a boy. I always said that because I wanted a little brother. Bro, love them all to bits. Yeah. Wouldn't change it ever. But I finally got my little boy, bro. So yeah. that's mean for me because I got my little man that I get to, to get to hang out with. I'm all excited, bro, because now I'm 21 now. My baby's going to be 18. I'm still going to be in my 30s, bro. Like, And I'm going to be, you know, like, you know, I'm going to teach him and I'm going to be a father to him, but like, I'm going to be a good friend to him as well. Like, We're going to hang yeah. out. We're going to have good times together. That's a thing, bro. Like, young parents. You're probably the same. I'm. I'm definitely. I'm th- this way inclined. But when you grow up, like your dad's your best mate, eh? Hundred mm, percent. And like I, I you grow it more. You grow it more, eh? Yeah, you grow way more, bro. Um, and I guess that's the thing about your journey. You've met so many people, bro. Your son is going to have that many people that love him. 
He's scary, Yeah, ridiculous, bro. Um, I was like, when I was like saying that I was straight to Rube's house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll grow up there. 15. 15. <laughs> 15. <laughs> um, yeah, gee, I know. I was saying if it was going to be a girl, I was like, I feel sorry for it, for you if it's a girl. Like, I feel sorry for the girl because no matter where she goes to New Zealand, she's got about 20 uncles, G, and there's no way that she's <laughs> yeah. ever hanging around with no dude because some one of the uncles will drive past, hey, girl, get in the car. <laughs> like, what are you doing, girl? Get in the car. She just wouldn't be able to live, bro, with nah. the uncle she'd have in terms nah. Little lad, bro. Yeah. Um, take this over one day. What's that? He'll take this over one day. 100%. 100%. Have you guys... Um, don't spill the beans, but have you guys been like trying to figure out names and stuff? Names, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, bro, yeah. We got we got a few, but yeah, we haven't sort of settled on one. How, how do you think that'll that'll pan out? Do, do you reckon it'll be like you'll have maybe three or four in mind that you really really like, and then you pick one, and then you'll just We've forget about the rest? About this heaps, bro. Yeah, we thought about this heaps, bro. Like. We don't like. Are we going to go into um, into labour? Are we going to go into it knowing what the baby's going to be called, or is it going to come out? And we're going to be like, yeah, that's a you know, that's that that name suits that baby. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, bro. It's it's pretty tough at the moment. Yeah, I guess we have a few that um, that might not even end up being the baby's name, but I guess you know, it comes down to it. it the The name thing is becomes a important thing you know, initially, and then ends up being whatever you call your baby, bro. He, he, he defines that name, you know, like yeah, that's it, bro. It doesn't, it. So, 100% you hit on the head, bro. Um, your baby's your baby. You're always going to love your baby, eh? Regardless of <laughs> what it's called, unless it's called something yeah. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, there ain't no way I'm calling it Sharanja. You put it that yeah, way. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> bro, um, Jerk. <laughs> Bro, I remember I was in, um, oh, bro, some people have mucked up, mucked up my name horrendously, eh? Um, bro, the worst one was... Give us some bro, examples. Bro, I've had... Oh, but you could probably... Just reading it, you'd probably um, give maybe six or seven shots and fuck all six or seven <laughs> up. <laughs> um, bro, there's... Karen's real popular. Um, Karen. Karen, Ciaran, and then... Bro, it got to the point where I'd be at school, there'd be a reliever, and I'd know, you know when you they go through the role and you know when your name's coming up and stuff, and you go like, Bob, fucking so-and-so, Sam, Josh, and there's this massive pause, and I was after Josh. I'd just put up my hand, yes, I'm fucking here, whatever. Okay, take a shot. You know, like, it just became the norm, bro. And this one time, I was in... I was in class, I was in physics class, and we had a reliever, and she goes, oh, yeah, uh, Bob, Josh, Sharon. Fuck, I nearly walked out, eh? I was like, <laughs> Sharon! <laughs> just fucking shaking my head, eh? Just, you got to be taking the piss! Oh, that's got to be the worst, dude. Yeah, that's got to be the worst. Sharon. Yeah, don't, yeah, bro, don't call it anything that can just fucking <laughs> scar it for life. Yeah, dude. That's what we, we wanted to make it, make sure, like, um, that, like, it doesn't have too much trouble at school and, like, people calling in the wrong name all the time, so... Yeah, oh, bro, look, I like... We'll think of something. Fuck, my rent set me up to 
failed. Then. <laughs> 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 but see, you're the perfect example, bro. Away. Yeah, that's it. Let's think. Let's think of someone like like if I like. Let's say you didn't exist, and um, <laughs> there would be an unreal world. Nah, but say you didn't <laughs> exist, and and like I was having my baby, and I was like, oh, what'd you call it? I called it Sharan. People would be like, what? Sharan. Yeah, that's and then like you think about like people who know you. That's just like normal, bro. Sharan is like if someone would be like hey, like if you tell someone that doesn't know you, oh it's um no, I was saying on my mate Sharan or something, they'd be like, How what? Like how do you say that? Yeah. Oh that's just... fuzzy. And it's like you don't realise that, eh? Because it's just who the person is and what you what you give to the name. That's yeah. that's what matters and that's yeah. what ends up happening. Bro, I I had a feeling that you guys were gonna have a girl, eh? I just had a feeling that's when I texted you. I was like, bro, you did know? you? Yeah, I don't know why. You know bro. it's buzzy, bro. I didn't talk about it too much because I didn't want to jinx it, but um I've had like I've had dreams, I'll talk about that too, but I had a dream or a few dreams like before it happened of like the birth happening and it was a boy and um, right, right from the start, and I never swayed from that. I was like, it, it was this weird feeling in me, bro. And it got to the day, and it was like, it was almost like I knew what it was, but I was just waiting to confirm it. Like it was like when I went boom, there was no way it was coming out pink. I just didn't know why, and it ended up happening, which was buzzy. And like even a couple of weeks or a week ago, I woke up, bro. I had a dream that um, I was lying in bed, um, holding baby. And baby was like br- like brownie red, like the color of his skin was like kind of red. What's weird? And I told Ayla, I was like, I just had a dream that I was holding baby in bed, and um, he was like red, like brownie red. She's like, what? Dude. That's so weird. Yeah, it was almost like that, bro. Oh, and I was like, this this weird. And we checked this app that we have, bro. It's called What to Expect, and it sort of just runs you through each week to week. But we haven't checked it since like week twelve, bro. And we're like, randomly that morning, and we we're like. She's like, um, check the app, see what, um, see how big baby is now. Like, so we could see how big it was. So I went and grabbed the app, we turned it on and it was like, your baby is in the, um, da 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 phase where it is growing veins. It has a red hue currently. Um, so it's red right now. And Bro, I went, what? we looked at each other and I was like, <laughs> cause it's developing its veins yeah. and we were like, and there's no way I could have made that shit up. Like, why would I say it's red, bro? Like, yeah. No, I just... reckon you're a shit, bro. That don't happen. Stop lying. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that's out the yeah, I, I reckon I reckon that sort of shit is um, real, bro. Like, parent intuition and, like, having those sort of, you know how people say that, like, when something ha- bad happens to their kids, some mothers know. Mm. Um, I reckon that shit's true, bro. Because, like, if you think about I've thought about it now. Like, you're sort of making it from a piece of you you're yeah. making the baby from a piece of you from a piece of the mum so it's like it is a piece of you so it's like why wouldn't you have some sort of different connection with them that's not physical yeah that's cool though bro so obviously um having having a kid at such young young age or i guess any age like changes mm. your life your priorities your perspectives on things 100%. um has that changed for you already or Oh yeah, bro, hundred percent. If I if I wasn't having a baby right now, I'd be doing one three eight full time every day. Yeah, um, I wouldn't have gone back and done work because right now I'm going back to work because I need um, to support my baby mm. in nine months from when I started. So it's like, you know, this is no longer about me, my interests. Um, it's going to put one three eight on a slower escalator. You know, like it's 
Like I, if I could spend every minute of every day on it, I feel like I could grow it a lot quicker, but I can't because I need, you know, my priorities are different now Yeah. and I have to look after a family. I have to support a family, you know, but Ayla's going to have to go off work for how long and I'm going to have to support all three of us. And um, we're looking at some things like that. So it's like, yeah, definitely. It's like a switch and you feel like an old man and it's like, yeah, oh, I'm old, gee. Like, what the fuck? I'm about <laughs> yeah. to have a kid, and that baby's gonna call me dad, bro. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, bro, that's like, awesome, though. But I reckon you're taking it with the right mindset. And there's a lot of people out there who don't. And those kids fucking they set up to fail, bro. Um, but I can't see this yeah. being anything less than a success until it's 18, and I rock it. <laughs> <laughs> From the start, bro, he's one of his ten commandments is do not hang out with Uncle Ranchy. Don't you dig any of that, fella? God, so, bro, um, have, obviously, you and Ayla probably talked about it. Are you looking at? Will you look at giving him a mate in the next couple of years, or are you planning yeah, towards that? Um, yeah, I think, like, I always not wanted to have our kids like with a too big an age gap because I want them to be able to hang out and shit like that. So yeah, yeah but I reckon um, at the moment I'm thinking like a family of four, so two kids so I can give them the world, you know, and like, that's the plan at the moment. Who knows? Like, it might change, but like a young family, bro, by the time, you know, we're, I'm um, 23 or 24 and we've got our young family and uh, we just grow up as best friends, bro. And, and that's, that's my goal now. Like yeah. that's, and that's big change to what I used to would have thought, even six months ago. It's, it's like, crazy how life can change so suddenly, eh? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's yeah. out of it. Yeah, so um, I'm excited, bro. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's cool. Bro, what are your um, what are your plans moving forward um, in all aspects of your life? So we'll start with, um, we'll start with footy, bro. What's your plans with footy? I know you mentioned earlier that you're going overseas. So what will that look like with bubs? Mm. Um, so... Um, depending on what happens with COVID, there's a look, there's a couple um, scenarios that could happen um, with footy. But um, at the moment, yeah, if, if everything clears up and everything goes the way it should, that and the American comp goes ahead, um, I'll be going to yeah one of the teams in that comp. Not supposed to talk about it yet, but yeah. Um, and so. That starts in December. I would look to go over in January, so a month late. So I spend that first month with baby, because um, baby's due start of December, and then um, but their visas would start as soon as baby's born because obviously you can't do a visa for a baby that's not born yet. So yeah, yeah. they have to start their visas then. That takes about three months. So I'll go over in January, and I'll probably spend the first two months over there by myself, and then one to two months over there by myself, and then they'll come over after that and meet me over there. Uh, but yeah, they're going to come, bro. They're going to come with me. Um, give give baby a, a upbringing in a pretty cool place. So got all, all going well. So That baby's lucky, bro. That's one of the places that I'd love to go as the States. Um, mm. So it's obviously not one of the most, like? the biggest partner right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not the best part to be going right now. Gee, but, but, yeah, that's it, but. What's um Hopefully. what's that prospect like for you guys? Is that daunting? Obviously, you're 21. Ayla's what one or two years younger than you, and you have a newborn. Two years. Um, and you're going to America from New Zealand, a place you guys have never been before. 
yeah. real foreign to you Daunting. guys. So, yeah. Tell us through your um, your thought process but, um, on, on making that decision, bro, because I rate that highly. Um, I think in hindsight, yeah. in 20 years, you'll look back on it and be like, fuck, that was the best decision we ever made. But obviously, before you leave... It's- yeah, yeah. It's it's scary, bro. Like, of course, because any big decision you make in your life is going to be scary. And yeah. um, I guess the way we see it is that... Um, you know, my, my goal, my absolute goal is to be able to give my son, which is weird saying that, bro, but I want to give my son the best, you know, life he could ever have. Like, that's yeah. my goal now. Like, that's yeah. just the be all And Ayla, I want to give them both the best, the best life I can. Yeah. And so we weighed up, like, you know, the pros and the cons of every situation. And well, we come to the conclusion that wherever we're going um, is a pretty damn cool place to grow up in as a kid and to be able to say you grew up your first five years there and of your life. And so like we thought, you know, and, and in terms of like setting ourselves up financially, all that sort of stuff, bro, it all adds in and you got to weigh up that stuff first because there's going to be sacrifice in it. I'm going to miss that, you know, the second and third month of my child's life probably. So yeah. like, there's definitely sacrifice in it, but um, it's, got, it's all about sort of what's to come, what's the best thing for our family, what's going to be the best thing for our family. So you're looking at, um, are you planning on doing five years over there? Yeah, oh, with the pens, bro. So I, I did, um, I signed four years. Fuck. Um, yeah, I know, which is a long time. But, um, yeah, I, I'm sort of, yeah, I've, yeah, four years, but um, the ability to negotiate the end of each year. So oh, I'm yeah, not locked into can. somewhere. I can't leave. Yeah. yeah. Gap it. Yeah, I can boot it if it's like playing up. Bro, that combo is so, unreal. Holy shit. Yeah, it's growing, bro. I think that's this is just like part of the decision we made. Like it's not sort of um the coin and that now. Um like not to say it's not good because like fuck, it's probably more than I ever get here, but it's <laughs> it's probably three times more than I ever get here. <laughs> but like the fact that like it's gonna it's growing, it's on the up, bro, like you can you can see when something's gonna it's gonna get bigger and you know like trusting people on you know good people that are, know a lot you know stuff like um, you know, not a lot of people have a good relationship with the agents like with the agency and their managers. I have a very good relationship with my agent, yeah. And so um, partly because um, one of the agents or the guy that's probably the head of almost the head of the agency is uh, my godfather, is my dad's oh, best unreal. friend. Yeah, Craig Innes. And so um, I, I've always known from the start that he's had my best interests at heart, you know. So Yeah, that's important, mate. Um, yeah, yeah. And you so know, they, they wouldn't tell me to go like somewhere this. for the money, eh? Yeah. There's some agents that are like, they just want to sign off on the bit of coin and that's all that matters to them. They and get their profit. Like, can I get my then, coin? Yeah, mm. they don't care about what you And off do. you go. Exactly, bro. So, so yeah. yeah, I was just made sure. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro, actually, <laughs> actually, there's a few out there, bro. Yeah, hundred percent, bro. Advice for young business owners: do it, <laughs> do it, just do it, bro. Don't mm. worry about it. The biggest thing I've I could find, and it comes even my parents, bro. Like you know, oh, that's cool that you're doing this business thing, but like you should go to uni because um, you need something to fall back on from rugby. Like yeah, you might be doing well with this thing, and I was like. You have to be able to go past that and be like, I know what I want. I know where I can see this going. Like I, I have this feeling 
and and you're not going to know until you try it bro like once you start you know like oh i love this like i'm going to keep doing it and that's the, the biggest step is that first step just doing it bro because like yeah that's just that that was the biggest initial move for me it was like what are people going to think about me what you know like am i going to fail what happens if i get a year into it and i fail um like what are people going to say about it and it's like you have to get past that you have to get past the advice from uncle the uncle that lives out the back of um would you know the uncle that doesn't even have a house and he's yeah. like bro you you don't know what you're doing with this business like you need to go get a real job and stuff like, yeah, like, on the, on the Benny still paying shit, rent grow up idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so you just yeah you gotta get you gotta get past that you gotta get past the um those sort of obstacles and just be like, fuck, I'm just going to do it and, and back yourself and learn along yeah. the way, bro. That's it, bro. You learn so much along the way. Yeah, 100%. What's something that you wish you knew um, when you're about, I don't know, when you're still at school, when you're at uni, what's something you yeah. wish you knew back then that you know now? Um, that there was more to life than rugby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, that that I'm the man. <laughs> 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 no, I wish that um yeah, I don't know, like there's probably a few things that um you know, all the stuff that I've recently learned around business and um and I've seen it, you know, I've I've seen it ha- have an effect on my business as opposed to the last one I ran, the different ways I run them. And I realized how successful it can be by running it by these simple methods. Yeah. I wish I knew that from the start. Like, I wish I had learned that earlier, but then like, it always comes back to the same old thing, bro. Like everything happens for a reason. Um, if it, if it's meant to be, it'll be, and I'm a massive believer in all that shit. Like if it's going to happen, it'll happen, bro. And, um, for me right now, it's just like, uh, I'm people go, Oh, where, where do you see one through eight in five years? And, uh, where do you see one through eight in 10 years, all that sort of shit. And it's like, ah, uh, um, first thing I think is um, I want to be happy yeah. and I want to still be happy and loving everything that I'm doing. And this, and then really, as long as I'm giving my absolute all into this business, um, I just take it being better each day and the rest will take care of itself. If it happens, it happens. If this crumbles and one through eight is not even a thing next year, that's how it happens, bro. And, and I'll, and I'll build myself up again. I'll pick myself up, <laughs> run myself off, bro. And, and I'll go and do something else. And, um, yeah, bro. That'd be me. Yeah. Bro, you can, um, stop being so positive. You're making me feel like shit. I can. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I act like I'm, I'm I, act, I act like I got my shit together, bro. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like you do, but you I probably like I got my shit together, G, but I don't know shit. Stop lying I'm just to my listeners, it up, bro. You need to be genuine and honest, and you're fucking that up. Um, bro, new collection plans coming up. Don't obviously don't spill the beans. You're breaking up, G. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Summer, got, right now I've got collection three collection. out, which is Brian. Yeah, I still need uh, a copy Prunic at the moment. The yeah, yeah, the purple crew neck and the everyday pants, the black pants and the corduroy cap that I'm wearing. Um, the words are a little bit smaller on the actual ones, but hundred uh, percent. The, the hat. Minimum. That's that's out at the moment. 
<laughs> yeah. You like the hit, you know, yeah, your mate's got yeah. the hit. Yeah. Uh, and your track is like... Um, yeah, so that's out now. Yeah. Collection four is the tracksuit. That's coming next. Uh, I'd say maybe a month in a bit away. Yeah. Probably a month and a half away. Just how, before um, summer kicks in. How many collections do you plan for in advance? Like, we're on collection three now. Collection four is coming. When have you started designing collection five or... Yeah, bro. So in the plan, in the like makings right now of like, we're planning our summer collection. Our whole aim, bro, is like this little, um, well, and I've worked this out along the way as well, is getting ahead of the game where like I'm ordering my, and I'm ordering my samples now for summer. I'm making my changes and I'm getting the summer stuff made now so I can chuck it on a boat, which chucking on a boat, I air freight at the moment because I need my clothes here ASAP. But if I don't need my clothes here ASAP, I chuck it on a boat. That shit costs literally a tenth, if not less, of the price. Um, mm-hmm. But it takes, you know, like air freight. See, air freight Easy. will take, you know, one week max. Sea freight will take three, three to four weeks. So, yeah. Um, but it costs a tenth. Let's say you got a ten thousand um, dollar. You get charged ten thousand dollars for shipping uh, via air freight. That very same parcel or that very same order, you could get a thousand bucks on a on a boat or less, nine hundred bucks on a about so that that cuts down that cuts down your costs massively obviously yeah and so that our goal is right now and it's hard because if you don't have the extra money to you know like sometime at the start because i built it from nothing i scaled it out where i bought my first collection i sold it all out so i had enough money to buy my next thing and then i sold that all out so i built my money up again and i kept doing it like that um only downsides to that is you can't do what i'm talking about now so now i'm getting to a point where i can i can order my i'm ordering my summer samples now hopefully um start them get them made now yeah and then chuck them on a boat so they're ready to they're here in november but i don't need them till december so that's that's my goal at the moment bro is what i'm trying to push towards but yeah but summer collection we're, we're developing at the moment yeah and then uh, we just get inspired by things and see what happens after that. Yeah, 100%. What's, um, oh, fuck, I've just lost it. How do you design your clothes, bro? Like, what, what, do, you, what do you use to kind of sample all your stuff? Like on a computer, like say if someone's wanting to start a clothing business or Just something, uncle you know? on YouTube or something. <laughs> <laughs> Am I cutting out? Yo, mate's breaking up. Oh, stand by. Tell him like you dial up. Um, so bro, what I was saying was how do you how do you design all your clothes? Uh oh, so many people ask this, bro, and it's like um like I have some big master editing app or something shit. <laughs> it's so basic, bro. Like I just find stuff that I 
I like, like I find, uh, let's say the purple crew neck, for example, bro, I took that off a crew neck I bought for my little sister's birthday, an RPM crew neck. I found that color that I loved, sent the crew neck to China, um, replicated the color, made my own uh, measurements and stuff to a crew neck that I felt fit, like an oversized crew neck. And then I just added my my flavor to it, my my meaning, my purpose. You said, oh, we are one. Um, I couldn't. I just says we are one three eight on the back, <laughs> and it comes from you know like basically just yeah, well, it's just basically saying like you know at the end of the day we're all the same like every every human is the same bro it ain't matter what color your skin is that's just a little pigmentation and and your makeup bro it's it's nothing to do with who you are where yeah. you strip us right down we all look the same bro so it's like. It's, and, and it couldn't have come at a bit of time. It couldn't have come at a more fitting time, bro, with all this shit going on at the moment. So, 100%. Um, bro, I just come up with stuff that I use Photoshop um, and Illustrator. Um, that's just like to make it easy for our factories to sort of replicate what we want. Yeah. And the rest is just um, just here and sending sending stuff from pieces that I like. I'm sending over very soon some. Um, some different things that we're going to have in the summer collection. Don't want to give too much away, but there's mm. a like a nice big, uh, nice um, wide-shouldered singlet, bro, that I'm going to make. Yeah. Um, and a couple other girls' things that the girls I hopefully will love. So um, I just send that shit over, and they sort of replicate it. They kind of measure it and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. Give it back. Fuck, unreal. Mm. Are you playing Modern 10 this year? You got a Modern 10 gig? What's that, sorry? Do you have a Mitre 10 gig this year? Are you playing any Mitre 10? Nah, bro. I don't think so. So I I um, I um, obviously canned the old Mitre 10 with Waikato when I thought I was going overseas. I just told them I was going overseas and that was basically it. And then um, obviously uh, that didn't happen. Right. So I had another conversation with them. They wanted me to come back. And then um, and basically after this COVID stuff, he just called me and basically said they don't have much money to to be mm-hmm. given out and um you know, a lot of a lot of the unions are struggling at the moment bro rightfully so because um, because of everything that's going on but basically in my situation what i thought was like you know like they wanted me to be back over there i couldn't be based here until the season which is what i asked and they wanted me to be based back over there and it was like well i've got a, a good job that's getting good income at the moment um i'm steady with my with this clothing business and it's like um, I'm gonna up and leave this and go over there for no money until this certain time, and then that becomes, to me, it becomes selfish because that becomes my own interests and not what's best for what's going to be my family. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, bro. Not at the moment. Mm. Uh, that's all good though. Are you, and you don't mind about that? Nah, bro. Because I'm, I'm sort of, um, I'm loving this too, and it's kind of given me a chance to. Um, you know, put my head away from footy, but it's been so refreshing to be able to focus on something that's not footy, man. And yeah. like, to be able to have, you know, some time to be able to do this, which I wouldn't, uh, well, I probably would have, but like, um, t- and to take a breather, bro, because, you know, like this is the first year, this will probably be the first year I haven't played, um, you know, full on rugby since I was a kid, bro. And it's since like, kid, it's refreshing, yeah. man. Like, yeah. So it's like, um, it's different, but yeah, like I'm just kind of taking it, taking it as it goes at the moment. Yeah. How was um, Queenstown? I know, you know, we just got back from Queenstown. Very dumb, dude. It's unreal down there, eh? Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's almost, it's just an oasis, bro. It's just, 
it's like a it, it's, it literally feels like you're out of the country yeah i was just about country. to say that it's yeah it's it's so mean but at the same time it feels familiar it feels like home it feels like new Zealand. like yeah you don't feel like you're not at in the right place because um you went down there at the perfect time Hmm. being like we're in level two now maybe we're going level three because laura and i uh we plan to go in like two weeks three weeks with a couple of friends yeah. and the, i can't see that yeah. thing at all eh? yeah 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 it's tough bro i don't know horseshit bro do you got any inside scoop on that stuff or what on on what Oh, on the um, three or three, nah, bro. We're pretty much in the win as much as um, as much as everyone else. I guess like the people, the people higher up would kind of know because then they'd have to plan on how it would be working Mm. and how it would look and stuff like that. But um, I wish I had a little bit of a little bit of bully about it. But nah, nothing, bro. Mm. Ah, ratchet. We got to work the other day, and we're all Mm. we're pretty much all watching the news as everyone else was at like 5.30 because we had no idea what was going on there. Yeah, but oh, it is yeah, what it is, yeah. eh? It's funny though because yeah. like nah, people have been asking me like, oh, what was working through COVID like? And I was like, fuck, it didn't really change much, eh? Like we're business as usual. Yeah. Our roster, like hours were the same. We still went to work. Mm. Like my lifestyle didn't change at all, really. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is fucking... See, I just dropped the potty, which was like around using a lockdown to your advantage and it was like basically i I understand like you know obviously everyone's going to go through a tough time if we go through lockdown again could collapse our economy yeah could very easily collapse our economy and a lot of people are going to go out of business and stuff but um if you put it this way like do you think that um you know complaining about another um lockdown is going to stop it if they think that it's best for the country they're going to do it it's not it's not going to be up to what you say so i just in my i threw out my 10 cents and it was like like if there's going to be another lockdown i'm thinking now what can i what can i do during that lockdown to make um my prepare myself and be make my business better for afterwards so like why how am i going to use it to my advantage and we talked about content and all that sort of shit so i bought that roadcaster um, and obviously yeah, you're yeah. buying my mics off me now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah fucking on there. Well, that roadcaster boat getting it here. Yeah. Someone buy my mic. This is literally the second time I've ever used it. <laughs> 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 Selling because I'm getting two new ones. Two um, for the same price. <laughs> oh, bro, you just fucking yeah. over. <laughs> nah. Um, someone buy my mic. Hit me up in the um, in the DMs, bro. What's going on with all these conspiracy theories and shit? Don't fucking start me on that rubbish, bro. Uh, yeah. What a joke, Pull you. Yeah, I know, I know. It's always gonna, it's it's always gonna be there. Though. It's always gonna yeah. be that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, is what it is, bro. All right, bro. Yeah, quick, those um, fellas. quick few, uh, sorry, quick five questions before we wrap it up. Um, quick, uh, what's your go-to cheat meal? Cheat meal, oh, bro. I think at the moment either um, I'd be feeling either KFC, um, like a, a probably a Zinger Burger combo and some Wicked Wings, probably. Yeah. Um, or a barbecue roadster burger fuel, bro. That'd probably be my two cheat meals. Spud oh, fries, yeah. have to aioli. Let's go. Yeah. Right. Uh, celebrity crush. 
I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I don't really hit one there. Um, JB, Justin Bieber, bro, he's the goat. Oh, Favorite NBA player? He's the man, Gene. You rate him, eh? I like Russ, bro. Yeah, I, I, I just like the way same. he is, bro. Russ. Yeah, Russell's gangster. Yeah. Oh, I just love it, like the way he is, bro. And, and, and actually, sorry, Stephen Adams, bro. He's, he breathed it like tired just because oh, I love that he's so Kiwi, bro, and he's still over there and he's fucking unreal. Yeah. Um, but, bro, JB, he, everyone hated him, bro, and he stayed the same, dude. He's always been himself, <laughs> and everyone hated him, and now everyone wants to be him, bro. Like, that's yeah. so me. Yeah, yeah. He's, Good on yeah, him, dude. He's, he's cracked it. Bro, bench, you got to start one, bench one, and cut one. Bodie, well, Bowden Barrett, Daniel Carter, these questions. Richie Mwanga. Yeah. Ooh. I reckon, um, what, in all their peaks or what right now? Or... Oh, fuck, I don't know. What a shit question. And That's in, a pretty in, important in peaks, question, bro. too. In their peaks. In their peaks. Oh, okay. And in their peaks, I'd have to say start. Uh, if, if we're talking about first five, bro, because that's another question. Are they first fives? Oh, if, if we're going first five. first five, bro, I have to go DC, G. DC. Yeah, go. Um, Bodie, I, I rate Bodie at full bit more. DC, um, ugh, it's hard to say. And Bodie's peak, he was pretty unreal. But I reckon Richie is as close. And Richie hasn't hit his peak, I don't reckon. I'd say nah, Richie, G. Bro, Richie is a freak. Ooh. Yeah, I'd say Richie is my is my bench, and then I'd have to sack the big man. Cool, bro. Richie's probably the best player in New Zealand at the moment. Yeah, just the way oh, he's he, just, he's freakish, bro. Yeah, he is, bro. His skill set, and then like, his ability just to like flip a game on its head when they're down by like fifteen with ten minutes to go, and they like, he gives them a mm. genuine chance on winning most games. You know what the difference is, bro? He literally looks like he's playing backyard footy with his boys. But he's just doing it on a big field with thirty thousand people watching. <laughs> like that's the only difference. I like his kicking and his passing. I like his fucking catch passes so crisp. He's Loki the goat, G. I want to get him on my potty. Yeah. Oh, he's jumping on my potty tomorrow, bro. So, um, you can maybe if you want to stream, <laughs> yeah. if you want to stream it that way, <laughs> stream it that way, bro. Just like um, uh, I'm jumping on Joe Rogan's potty tomorrow, so I won't be able to watch it. But I'll watch the replay. I'm jumping on Joe Rogan's podcast tonight. I'll tell him. I'll tell him I say hi to you then. Anyway, bro. But um, hey, bro. That's I guess. Um, Next question, dickhead. <laughs> bro, that's all the questions we've got. I put up a sticker <laughs> on my story, and you were the only one who answered it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> nah, hey, brother. Hey, um, thanks, thanks for jumping on, bro. Um, always, Always enjoy having a having a yarn with you and chewing the fat with you and whatnot. I'm really proud of how far you've come and what you're doing, bro. Oh, um, you've got my number if you ever need anything. Um, and yeah, appreciate you coming on, brother. Um, give yourself a give yourself another awesome, plug bro. towards the end, bro. When um, so once people jump off this potty, they can um, they can go and follow your page and whatnot and maybe cop something. Yeah, bro. Mean sweet. Um, well, first, thanks for having me, bro. Um, Sunday, Sunday evening. Um, have a good yarn with me, old mate. Good to catch up. We need to start. We probably got to do this thing as a weekly thing, bro. Um, bro we should start like a bit of yarn on different things, but um, yeah, a weekly, weekly little 
let's have that. That's a private conversation. Let's talk about that later. Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess you can um, you can find me at underscore Carlos Price, my personal page, um, underscore one three eight on Instagram or for my business page, and one three eight basically everything is there. You can find me on everything using that. So um, yeah, come find us. Um, have a yarn if you need flick us a message if you ever need help with anything um not guaranteed that i'll know the answer i'll act like i do but um, i'll find someone that does and um we'll just ride this we'll ride this road wave together eh? 100%, bro. too good hey thanks brother much love talk to you soon all right minko later brother Magic.